Welcome to the Book Hackers Podcast. I'm Cindy Manier. I'm Tammy Crin, and we are the co-founders of the Book Hackers Club. If you're listening to this, you probably are a self-publisher who's ready to grow your business, and that's exactly why we're here. What is a book hacker, you ask? A book hacker is a self-publisher who is growing their business by creating books that provide value for their target audience while building a sustainable business. We'll cover marketing, branding, sales, and everything in between. If you're ready to fast-track the growth of your self-publishing business, you've come to the right place. Our goal is simple, to help you think and act like an entrepreneur. Every Thursday, we'll share tips and resources designed to help you master all aspects of your self-publishing business while having fun along the way. Ready? Let's start. Welcome to the Book Hackers Show. Today's show is all about how to do a book audit, especially when your book isn't selling and no one's buying it and you're feeling a little stressed about why. We are going to go through some steps, Cindy and I, and, and talk about how to do a book audit and what you should be looking for. I'm Tammy Crin and I'm Cindy Manier. And, and this is such an important topic because I think the most frequent question we get over and over and over again is, why is no one buying my book? <laughs> exactly. So we've exactly. come up with eight steps for you to go through to do a book audit on your book and see how you can improve it so people will start buying it. So the very first step is to look at your audience. Mm -hmm. Do you have a highly targeted audience or is your audience too broad? So the way you figure that out is by doing a search on Amazon for books similar to your book and then looking and seeing how many books are available in that particular niche. So for example, if you did Notebook for Women and that was your niche and you look and you're seeing that there's 60,000 books there, you know that your audience is way too broad. I generally recommend you target no more than 10,000. Look for less than 10,000 books in, in the yeah. niche. And of course, the fewer books that there are, the easier it is for your book to stand out and get found. So the, the fix here is to niche down further. So instead yeah. of just doing a notebook for women, do a particular type of notebook, like a stress management notebook for women. So now you've now, yeah. reduced then the target audience and there's probably much fewer people there because it's much more narrow. Exactly. So, or something like a women's jogger, you know, women who jog. It really, it's specific. Like you're saying, if it's too broad, you're never going to be seen on Amazon or any other of the book platforms. Exactly. That's, that's so very true. There's different ways to niche down. You can just keep getting more and more specific with your target audience, or you can mm -hmm. combine two different types of niches together, like you said, jogging, jogging and, and a planner. So women's planner for jogging, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's much more specific than just either a women's planner or a jogging journal. Exactly. That's when you're looking for your audience. Step two is going to be cover and your book covers are going to make a big difference in how you stand out. This is the first thing people see. And a lot of times it's going to be on a small thumbnail. And so you, what you want to be doing when you're looking at covers is start looking at covers and seeing what is in your niche. Like you've picked your micro niche. We're talking about women who are jogging. Type that in, see, see what's out there. See if anybody else has covers and what stands out to you, even if it isn't for the jogging, but maybe it's a journal or something like that. And those covers on those thumbnails really pop. You're looking for covers with certain colors, 
that are going to stand out, certain fonts that are going to be legible and, and very clear to the eye on a thumbnail. And the thumbnail is that little picture that you always see when you're searching for books, either on Amazon, and it'll be right on there. It's just that little picture. That's all you, that's the first thing people are going to see. So really evaluate how your covers are stacking up against other books in your niche, or even a little bit out of your niche, but make sure the fonts are legible make sure they're clear, make sure there's not too many images that's cluttering up your cover. I usually say simple is better. And then it kind of will stand out better for you in your niche. And I think it just looks, it looks very professional. You want to stay in the professional market and go from there. Did you have yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. so true because like you said, the first thing that they see is your cover and people do judge your book by the cover. And if your cover looks amateurish, if yes. your colors are obnoxious, people aren't going to buy your book. So yes. that's one of the first things you can do to try to get your book to sell more is to change the cover. Yeah, in the font. The fonts are a very big deal. So if your book hasn't sold and you have a book out there, maybe look at and see if it's the colors not really standing out or it is too vibrant or there's too many images or your font is too hard to read. So maybe redo some of your covers if you have books out there that aren't selling at this point. Check your covers. And then the next thing you want to go and check is look at your interior. Is your interior exactly the same as everybody else's? If it is, that's yeah. one of the reasons. You know, a lot of people take the templates and they just upload the templates as is. And that isn't doing anything to make you stand out from the hundreds or possibly thousands of other people that already uploaded that template. Right. So instead, look for ways to make your book stand out. How can you modify that template? How can you combine templates so that you're offering something that no one else is in your book? That's how you get sales. What can you right. offer in your book that no one else is offering? And the great thing about KDP is that you can change your interior. You can upload a new interior. So mm -hmm. look at that. Well, what, what can I do to make my interior provide more value to my target audience than anyone else has done so that people will want to buy my book instead of the other books out there? Right. I totally think that is such good information. And it used to be that you could take templates and just redo them, throw them up there. Self-publishing's changed a lot. And so you really want to make yourself stand out and be unique. The last podcast, we talked about QR codes and how to stand out. That would be another way to use your QR codes to stand out in your interiors as well. Step four is categories. And when you're selecting two categories and you selected them, but you've never even looked back at what they were. And maybe that's really hindering your sales as well. So if you're missing out on sales, go back and check your categories and make sure you do some time to research categories in similar books and make sure you apply the right categories too. Don't start messing around with trying to be in a different category. Amazon will crack down on you on that. And so categories is something you really want to take a look at if you haven't been selling and make sure you do research when you are going to be putting a new book up as well. Yeah. Don't just stick with the two categories because you can have, I think it's up to 10 categories now for your yeah. book. So go publish that book and then go make a list of other categories and go get your book added to those other categories after it's Absolutely. published. Yeah. The next thing to look at, step five, is keywords. <laughs> I think everyone knows that having good keywords is crucial for your book sales. And yes. a lot of the times, just switching up your keywords is going to be enough to kickstart your sales. 
So you want to try to use as much of the space that you're given in each of those seven keyword slots. Some people think they can only put one keyword per slot or one phrase per slot. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. You can put multiple phrases, multiple words, and you should try to fill up as much of the space as you're given for those seven keyword slots. The best way to find out what to put into those slots is to use Amazon's search field and Mm -hmm. the drop down. So whenever you type something in the search field, you're going to get a drop down list of suggestions. Look at those suggestions and any of them that apply to your book, put in your keyword slots. You do want to try to put them in logical phrases as much as possible but don't let that stop you from filling it up with other things. So if mm-hmm. you have notebook for women, you could also have put journal, planner, notebook for women. So if they're kind of in a logical order, right? but they don't have to totally be in a logical order. You, you get a tiny bump when it's exactly the same order, not enough that you want to not put other keywords in So instead of putting notebook for women, planner for women, journal for women, all of those three, you're using up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. So you want to try to think about both of those. You want to try to condense it as much as possible. So that's why I would suggest putting notebook, planner, journal for women instead. So figure out which one of those three is the most valuable and use that right next to of women. So if, if journal for women is the highest value keyword, then put journal for women exactly the same, but then put planner and notebook on the same keyword line. Gotcha. Yep. I think that's good information there. If you get stuck, you can always use a thesaurus too, to Mm. put some of the words you have. And that, that will oftentimes give you some good ideas of other words to stick in. So you can try to fill up the slots as much as possible. Great point. I use a thesaurus all the time. (laughs) So step six is description. Is your description just a few words or does it paint a compelling picture of what your target audience should be, why they should buy your book. Although the description is not indexed by Amazon, it is indexed by Google. So you want to make sure you include your keywords in your description and have a good description that will tell people why they should buy your book and making a purchase is basically a no brainer. So be sure to tell people how your book is going to help them be successful. Make it very appealing to the person who's buying the book. That is a big thing when you're writing your description, you want to be thinking of your audience who's buying this book. And that's what I do. I'll sit down and think about if I was reading this description, would it grab me? Would it make me want to buy the book? And not just fluff words, but really tell them what is in the book. What am I getting? Is it true? Make sure you're giving the true description and make it fun too. I think that's another thing. Sometimes making it a little bit of fun is great too. You don't have to be just so boring. (laughs) So a description is very important. Use your keywords that you came up with in the description if you can. And that way you can get indexed on Google. Yeah, descriptions are super, super important. Not everyone will read them. So this brings us to step seven, which is what people Mm -hmm. generally are going to look for. They're going to scroll down and hope you have A-plus content there. So many people will just click off your book if you don't have that A-plus content. It is becoming more and more crucial, especially now that low-content books as defined by Amazon no longer Mm -hmm. have to look inside. So you really are missing out on sales if you do not have A-plus content up for every single book you have. Yep. If you're not familiar with what A-plus content is, 
it's the graphics you see below from the publisher on your book page where you go to buy your book. And this content, it makes your listing more visually appealing. It lets you show images of your book. You can show your book cover. You can show your Mm -hmm. interior pages. And you can tell people why your book is awesome and (laughs) how it helps them. I can't overemphasize this enough. You really have to have A-plus content for all of your books. Mm -hmm. So make sure you include not only a picture of your book, but pictures of your interior, but also the benefits your target audience is going to get when they purchase your book. Because that really helps them say, oh, I'm going to become less stressed and more organized or whatever it is. that Sort of hit their pain points, whatever their pain points you think your audience is, you know, with your book's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. So it will tell them how their pain points are being solved by your book. Yeah. So make sure you include that in your A plus content. Yeah. I love A plus content. Step eight is price. Now, price is a big deal and it's a tricky one sometimes to figure out if your price is too high, if your price is too low, it'll affect your sales. So when you're looking at the price of your book compared to similar books that are in that genre that you're in, the niche, is it around the same price? Or if your books are just too high, than the average book price, you might want to take a look at that. People will be less likely to buy it unless the book contains really good value. If show is really good value, then people will pay more for that. But you have to do that in your A-plus content and your description to be able to get that audience to think that it has more value than this book that is priced higher or priced the same. So you want to really take a look at your price and see what's out there and make sure that you have a high quality book that is valuable. And if it's priced too low, it kind of gives the impression that your book has low quality or is cheap, which could lead to fewer sales. So lowering your price to a really low price isn't always the best idea either because it isn't showing value. So you really need to take a look and see where does your book fit in on the prices in that niche? Like where would you fit in? And I I like to go kind of right like in the middle, the middle price and see how that does. And you can always raise your price or lower your price and kind of go from there. But I would prefer to be right in the middle of the prices in my niche. Yeah, that's really good advice. A lot of people think that by pricing their book low, it's going to get them more sales, which isn't necessarily true, especially when people are going to buy gifts. Yes. If they see it's priced really low, then they're going to think, oh, this is not a really good gift. This is a low quality because they're in their mind, they're thinking, I want to spend this amount of money on the person. So if your book is priced much lower than that, they don't think it's high enough quality and they're not going to buy it. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you tend to do that too, Cindy, like a medium range between the two, the highest of the books that are in your niche and the lowest? And it gives you a, a general idea of where to price it at. Yeah, I do try to do that. Try to kind of go right in the middle, unless I've added stuff to my book that no one else has. Yes. And I think it's it's a higher value, then I'll, then I'll go higher. Yeah. So you just have to evaluate all of those things when you're looking at your book. What's the quality? Time isn't always the factor, but if you put a lot of effort into this book, you need to get paid for it as well. Mm -hmm. So you want to look at that too. If you just kind of copied a template and put just some words on the front cover, then maybe it's not going to look like it's worth as much and your price is going to be a lot lower. But if you put really good covers on there, put great content inside, then you're going to get a much higher price. Yeah, I think most of my books are priced around $9.99. Mm-hmm. Most of my, my paperback books, the puzzle books generally I price a little bit less than that. But I think if you're looking for just 
your run-of-the-mill book. My go-to is generally $9.99. I don't know about you, Tammy. Yeah, that's that's similar to my prices as well, depending on what, what type of book like that I'm doing and what the market can bear as well. If there's a lot of the same books, I say take journals, but if it's specifically for joggers, then my price might be a little bit higher because now it's specifically for women joggers versus just a women's journal, which is flooded. Yeah. So you have to really just do some evaluation on your own, but taking a look at around what other prices are in your niche and kind of going from there. Yeah. All right. So we've gone through all the eight steps. Let's just give you a high level review. Mm-hmm. So step one, look at your audience, make sure it's not too broad. And if it yep. is, find ways to niche down. Step two, look at your cover. How does it stack up against everyone else's covers? Does it stand out or does it look amateurish? And if your book is not on par with the other book covers, you need to go and redo it. Step three, your interior. Is your interior providing something that nobody else is providing? If it isn't, go figure out a way to make your book stand out and to give your audience something they can't get anywhere else. Step four is the categories. Go see what other categories you can add your book to and get them added there. Step five, keywords. Go check out what keywords you see in Amazon search field, see what ways to switch them up and change them to get yourself better sales. Your description, make sure it paints a compelling picture for your target audience so they're gonna want to go buy your book. A plus content, if you don't have it, go at it now. (laughs) And then price, go check and see how your price stacks up with other books and make sure you're not too high or too low. Yep. So those are your eight steps right there. I suggest if you have books that you already have on Amazon or any other platforms, check the eight steps here and you may see your sales go up if you're missing some of these eight pieces. Yes, exactly. So if you have books that aren't selling, go do a book audit and go see if you can get it selling again. See if you can kickstart your sales. There you go. Tammy and I are excited to be launching our new Book Hacker Club starting today, September 1st. 2022. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, we hope you'll want to join our Book Hackers Club. This club is going to have content added on a weekly basis. And every month we're going to have a different theme. The theme for this month is the book audit. And we're going to take you in depth and give you examples of how to do each one of these steps. We're going to walk you through it. We're going to talk about fixes and how to correct things so your book will start selling. We're also going to have monthly features such as a live Zoom. We're going to have a tip for you each month on how to grow your business. We're going to have a tool or resource spotlight that's also going to help you grow your business and help you become more efficient. We're going to have business books that we're going to be talking about. They're going to help you improve different areas of your business. It's going to be just filled with content specifically for self-publishers to help you grow your business and become more successful and more profitable. And have fun along the way, right, Cindy? We like to have fun as well. Yes, we love to have fun. Where can they find this? Just go to the top of our webpage, bookhackers.us. At the very top, you're going to see a big blue button that says book. Hackers Club, click on that and it will take you to the cart and give you all the information about joining. Yeah, so we hope you will join us and we'd love to see you on the inside of the Book Hackers Club. And we will be doing this together, Cindy and I, and sharing everything that we know and having other people help you grow your business as well. That's right. Thank you for joining today and we will see you again next Thursday. Thanks for listening. 
Join Cindy and Tammy each week for tips to help grow your self-publishing business. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media, as well as share with others who could benefit from our advice. Our website is bookhackers.us.